0: Today we're going to continue and wrap up our series called The Mystery of Jesus, and I would like to start off this morning with you thinking of a face, let's go with an elderly man with a white beard. Come up with a picture of an elderly man with a white beard. How many of you pictured this this morning? That is not the picture that I'm asking you to think of, the face that I'm asking you to think of actually. If Santa Claus, if the original Santa Claus were to be here today, I think he would be embarrassed in what, in how the world has turned him into. Now, because there are children here, I have to be careful how to say this when I talk about the original Santa Claus. The original Santa Claus is a guy by the name of Nicholas of Myra. He is a fourth century pastor from modern day Turkey. And he was known for a man that loved Jesus, that was compassionate, especially for those that were poor. And he would go and give gifts. If you are interested in finding out more about Nicholas of Myra, just do some Google research. There's a whole bunch of stories and myths about who this man was. But he was real. This isn't just a story. He was a real man, and then he became a saint. They acknowledged him as a saint, and they called him Saint Nicholas, and then the Dutch started calling him Sinterklaas, Sinterklaas. I need the Afrikaans Dutch pronunciation of that, and that's how we get the word Santa Claus. So uh, there are many stories that have come from Santa Claus today, but the original guy, was Nicholas of Myra. But still, I'm not asking you to think of Nicholas of Myra, who I think was gray and old, and I'll give you reasons why I think Nicholas of Myra was gray and old. I want you to think about this person, Simeon. Now, Simeon, as we were looking at in Luke chapter 2 yesterday, is found in, you can turn there, Luke chapter 2, verse 25 to 35. And Jesus is just being circumcised, he's born, he's been circumcised, and it was the tradition of the day, if you had a firstborn son, that you would take him to the temple and you would dedicate him to the Lord." So Luke chapter 2 verse 35 says, "The law of the Lord said, "If a woman's first child is a boy, he must be dedicated to the Lord." So they offered the sacrifice required for the law of the Lord, either a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now we get into the story of Simeon. At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout, and he was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. So we don't know the exact age of Simeon, and I'll explain to you why I think he was old. But there are two things we learn about him. First, we don't know what he looks like. They don't describe what he looks like, but they do describe his inward character. Firstly, he is a righteous man, and he is devout. Two qualities that really were a... A compliment back in the day that you were righteous and you were devout. It was one of the highest praises that you could receive in that time. And he was eagerly waiting the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. Some of your translations would say that he, came, he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. What is the consolation of Israel? Well, they were waiting for the consoler to come, in other, in other words, they were waiting for the Messiah to arrive and come and console Israel. There is this famous Jewish prayer that says this: "May I see the consolation of Israel." It's, a, it's like saying, "I want to see the Messiah." The second thing that we see about the man, the man Simeon is that he was full of the Holy Spirit. Now this is very interesting, because Simeon wasn't a priest. He wasn't a prophet. He wasn't anyone special. He was an ordinary man that the Bible described as being full of the Holy Spirit. You can see an intimacy that he had with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit spoke to him and led him and led him to this day where he would be waiting in the temple, waiting to see the Messiah. And he had this special revelation. What was the revelation that the Holy Spirit gave him? You would not die until you had seen the Messiah. How's that for a promise? Hey, just imagine being in the time of COVID, walking around with some swag going, you know what, this virus cannot kill me. Or would you go and do something a little bit more daring and dangerous like skydiving out of an airplane? Who knows what you would do to overcome your fear knowing that you would not die. Maybe I've been watching too many Marvel films with my boys. I would go and fight crime at night, like Spider-Man, just without the webs, knowing (laughs) that I would not die until I had seen the Messiah. And near that day, the Spirit led him to the temple. And so when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord, as the law required, Simeon was there. And I wonder if he stood at the door going, I wonder if it's that one. I wonder if it's that one. Could it be this one? Could it be that one? And in walk Mary and Joseph and the Holy Spirit says, that is the one that I have promised for centuries. All the prophetic words about the coming Messiah, that is him. Simeon was there, so he took the child in his arms and he praised God saying, sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. This is why I think Simeon was elderly. He was a Jewish man, which means he had a big gray beard because they weren't allowed to cut their beard. And I know life expectancy was probably in the 40s, 50s, but most of my friends that are in their 40s now are going gray anyway. So I reckon he was gray and old because if you were young, you wouldn't say, okay, Jesus, let me die. I finally seen the Messiah. I think he was waiting and waiting For the day that he would see the promise of the Messiah. And he says something amazing. He says, I have seen God's salvation. I have seen your salvation. Simeon is calling this baby God's salvation. The Greek word is soterion, but the Hebrew word that probably was used is the word Yeshua. My eyes have seen your Yeshua. Yeshua. Yeshua is the Hebrew name for the word, Jesus. Yeshua. God is salvation. See, salvation isn't something you do. Salvation isn't a set of rules or religion that you follow. Salvation is a person. And Simeon acknowledges to everyone there in the temple, I have seen salvation. And it is this baby, Jesus. In Acts Chapter four, verse 12, it says, there is salvation in no, no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. And then he says, there is a light to reveal God to the nations. And he talks about the nations because no longer is the promise just for Israel, it's for the Gentiles too, the non-Jews, you and me, the Gentiles. Salvation is available to the nations and he is the glory of your people Israel. And Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. This is like a child dedication. We do we do child dedications in our service. And this is where it gets interesting. The first part is pretty standard a blessing, honor, nice words. And then he says this then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, the baby's mother. This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall and many others to rise, but he has been sent as a sign from God and many will oppose him. And as a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your very own soul. Simeon takes this baby and says, he makes a prediction. The prediction is this child is salvation in flesh. But this child is going to divide people. People are going to hate him. People are going to be opposed to this baby. Hey, this is a bit of an awkward child dedication. Can you just picture being up front there as parents with your baby and someone saying this baby is going to cause problems? This baby is going to be hated by many. It's gonna be like a line in the sand that's going to divide those that love him and those that hate him. This is an awkward moment for Mary and Joseph. We see it today, the polarization of Jesus. He is loved and he is hated and despised. We see the implication of what it means to be a follower of Jesus, even in those early days, the greatest opposition he got was from the, the Jewish leaders, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. What was the name of Jesus in Hebrew? Yeshua. You know, many in those days called him in an abbreviated form, Yeshu, no ah, Yeshu. And you might think that's just an abbreviation of his name, but actually this abbreviation is so much more. And even today, if you go visit Israel, people refer to Jesus as Yeshu. But Yeshu has no translated meaning whatsoever, none at all. Yeshu is a term from the Jewish Talmud that was a term of mockery and cursing because it was an abbreviation of the phrase that meant, um, may his name and memory be blotted out. So they wouldn't even acknowledge him as Yeshua. They called him Yeshu. May his name and memory be blotted out of our history. He has come to divide. Some will oppose him and some will love him. Even today, as I was reading, many people just call Jesus in in Hebrew more of the, um, some of the Jews that, the secular Jews will call him Yeshu, not knowing the meaning of that. It's like us, using the phrase Thursday. You know where the phrase Thursday came from? Thor's day. You know Thor, the God of thunder? Thursday comes from Thor's day. Now, how many of you knew that? How many of you may not call Thursday, Thursday anymore, because it is honor, giving honor to the God of thunder? But we still call it Thursday, right? So even today, we see the divide. And even when we look At Advent, this Advent season, we see cards that have peace and hope and love and joy on it. I haven't seen too many Advent cards that have opposition and confrontation and words like that, that Simeon is saying Jesus is going to bring. Jesus said this about himself in John 3, verse 19 to 20. God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light, and their actions were evil. And all who do evil, hate the light, and refuse to go near to it for fear that their sins would be exposed. Living like Jesus will upset many people in 2024. Living a moral Christian life that lives to honor Jesus is going to upset people. It is going to expose the gossip in, the, in your workplace, corruption and racism, Living like Jesus will mean that there won't be many rooms in the in-group with you. You know, when when Mary and Joseph were going into town, there were no rooms in the inns. Being a follower of Jesus will often mean that you won't get room with the in-crowd or the in-group of people. You know, even being a follower of Jesus in that day in Roman times, they gave homage to the, the Roman gods. So if you wanted a certain business deal, you had to give homage to a local god. And because you were a follower of Christ and because you chose not to worship idols, you did not get that business deal. There was a price you paid to say, I will be a follower of Jesus. And it's the same with you and I today. It says over here, Um, As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. Today, he will reveal the deepest places of your heart. He knows the deepest places of your heart. We can all come out with our own plan of salvation. If I'm a good person, I'll be fine, I'll be saved. But how good do you really need to be? Jesus said some really radical things. Today, we celebrate his birth. And if you choose to acknowledge him as Lord and Savior, it means certain things about your life. Others will choose to just acknowledge him as a good person, a moral, a moral teacher. Others will recognize him as a crazy person, a crazy man. And then he says this to Mary. Mary, a sword will pierce your very soul. Now that can have a few meanings, but I do wanna say this about mothers Mothers feel deep things for their children. I think Jesus is under a month old. I wonder how long Mary carried this phrase as she watched Jesus grow up. You know, when he was 30, he started his public ministry and he died at 33. Jesus carried this phrase, a sword Mary is going to pierce your heart. When do you think that moment was? I think it was when Jesus rejected by Israel, mocked and crucified, nailed to a cross with, with nails through his legs and his hands and a crown of thorn on his head, hands and his feet and a piercing on his side. I wonder what that would have been like for a mother to see their child crucified on a cross. Mary, a sword is going to pierce your very own heart. And we know we celebrate that over Easter time. Billy Graham said the very purse purpose of Christ coming into the world was that he might offer up his life as a sacrifice for the sins of man. He came to die, and this is the heart of Christmas. So what can we learn about the life of Simeon? Well, I don't just want to be remembered by what I look like, I want to be remembered by my character. And Simeon is recognized for his right living, his righteousness, and his devotion to God. I wonder how well you will wait for the second coming of Jesus. Will you be, will you live right? I know we don't have to try and get saved through right works, through our own righteousness. It's by the grace of God that we are saved, but He does call us to live right. Will you be known by the good character that is conformed to the image of Christ? And will you be faithful in the waiting Will you patiently wait for his return? Simeon longed for the consoler to come. He looked at what was going on in Israel and he was longing for the Messiah to come. When I look around at this country, I say, Jesus, would you come? I just have to look at the brokenness of this country and this world and say, Jesus, would you come? I don't have to actually look that far. I just have to look into my own heart and see my own brokenness. Jesus. Messiah, consoler, salvation, would you come to this broken world? And then he was known for someone that lived full of the Holy Spirit. This is pre-Pentecost, it's quite amazing. I would love to be known as someone full of the Holy Spirit. That intimacy that knows his voice, that is submitted to his guidance and his leading, that lives under the, the control of the Holy Spirit. And then Simeon says something quite amazing. He acknowledges Jesus as the Lord and the Savior. It's called the nook Demitis. Many songs are written about this phrase. Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation. Just as Simeon had experienced the Savior so too today you get an opportunity to choose Jesus as your Lord and Savior. It is one of the greatest opportunities you'll ever get to acknowledge him as Savior, salvation. John R. R. Rice says this, you can never truly enjoy Christmas until you look up into the Father's face and tell him you have received his Christmas gift. And to us a child is born Emmanuel, God with us. God in flesh. Worship team can come up as we close off in a song. Jesus stands at the door of your heart and he knocks. And you and I get opportunities to choose. Paul says in Romans 10, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Simeon is not often someone that is spoken about in a Christmas service, but what a man. And he reveals a mystery about Jesus. Reveals an aspect about the role Jesus will play in the world, not just then, but in the world today. And I wanna encourage those of you that are maybe visiting or here for the first time or a part of this church or maybe been in this church for a long time. Jesus is still at work today. And he's still at work in your life and my life. And he's there and he knocks at the door of your heart. And he's not a bulldozer that's just gonna come and force his way in, he's looking for a willingness to say, he's looking for a willingness to where you come and submit to him and say, you are master, you are Lord, you are savior. Come and have your way, come and make your home in my life. We get to celebrate this today we get to celebrate that God so loved that he sent Jesus. And God so loves you. And I can't reveal that to you, he needs to do it. I wish he could reveal how much he loves you. He loves you and this is a a thing we celebrate today. So if you have made Jesus your Lord and Savior, this is something we can be excited about today. The same excitement you have when you open that present under the Christmas tree. It's the fact that your name is written in the Lamb's book of record. That you have salvation. We're going to sing joy to the world. We're going to go out with joy and excitement. That Jesus has been born. The light has come into this dark world. And we can experience. We too can Say, I don't want to die yet, but I have met salvation. I have encountered Emmanuel, God, with us. So would you stand together and let's go out this morning singing joy to the world. And I don't want to say that we'll have some leaders available after the service up front here. I'd love to talk to anyone this morning that may be interested to know what it means to be a follower of Jesus, what it means to make Him your Lord, I'd love to pray with you and stand with you and and help you receive the greatest gift that you will ever receive. So Father, we thank you for your love for us this morning. And we celebrate that today, Emmanuel, God with us. And thank you that we can declare you, Yeshua, Jesus, the Savior of the world. And it's with great joy in our hearts that we can celebrate that today. Joy to the world, the light has come. Let your name be glorified and honored in all that we do today. In Jesus' name, amen.